Let us pray. May the words of my lips and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O God, my rock and my redeemer. Send your living word to walk amongst us now, to challenge our assumptions, to set our hearts ablaze, and to make us whole again. Amen. Did you know that not every church observes Ash Wednesday? Yeah, it's true. Many believe that the tradition is too morbid or too antiquated. And sure, there is something undeniably odd about smearing ashes all over your forehead. Especially if you carry those ashes around on your forehead all day long. Admit it, who saw people out today with some sort of funny smudge on their forehead? I had to do a double take when I walked in the Wawa because I wasn't expecting that. Even I forget that this is what happens on Ash Wednesday. But here's why I think Ash Wednesday still matters. It provides us with a message that we don't hear anywhere else in the world. Tonight you'll be invited to come forward and to stand or kneel right there in front of me. And I'll mark your forehead with ashes and I'll say those famous Ash Wednesday words. Remember that you are dust and to dust you shall return. In other words, remember you're going to die. Now, that's not something that you hear every day. I've yet to see the bumper sticker that says, remember, you're going to die, or the politician who makes that their campaign slogan, or the small group gathering at the coffee shop to discuss their impending demise. No, we do whatever we can to keep the idea of death as far away from us as possible. At funerals, we will dress up the bodies in order to make it look like the person is just sleeping. We'll use terms like passed away or moved on to describe someone who has died. These are just a few of the dozen subtle and obvious ways that we block the idea of death from our minds. Yeah, our society does a great job of masking death. It seems as if we have adopted the philosophy of a child, right? If we just completely ignore it, then it will go away. And you know, there's actually another message that we do get from our society that's a little bit different than this one. It's the message that we see and hear loudly proclaimed from all sorts of advertisements and commercials and celebrities and product lines. Because while we won't hear messages about the possibility of death, what our culture will feed us is a steady diet of messages about how important and special we are. The cultural message that seems to persist and be very prevalent is one not about mortality, but rather a constant message that you, yes, you, are the center of the universe. In our consumer-driven culture, we're taught all the time that what we want is all that matters. You want some peanut butter? Great. Go over to the Acme and tell me how many different kinds you could possibly buy. I believe it's 25. Oh, would you like some mustard with that as well? Cool. We've got yellow mustard, Dijon mustard, honey mustard, spicy brown mustard, and 38 other possibilities for you to choose from so that you get just what you want. As consumers, we are told that we are the only person that matters. You get to customize your phone just the way you like it. There's now, I'm told, smart refrigerators. Did you know this? Smart refrigerators. 
that can also be completely programmed just to do what you desire. And then, and then, and then, once your refrigerator is set up just right, and your mustard that you chose is inside, and the peanut butter's in the pantry, then you get to take a rest and hop on some social media. How about that? And social media is this magical place that's designed specifically to allow you to participate as the ideal version of yourself. You get to decide what it is you want posted on these websites on Instagram and Snapchat and Twitter and Facebook. You get to post what you think is funny. You get to share your political opinion. You get to chime in and state what you believe again and again and again. My point in telling you all of this is to just show how we've created a world where you are the only one that matters. We've created a world that tells us that we're the center of it all. And as we know, That can be a very destructive idea if you let it hold too much credence in your life. This is the world that we live in. A world that on one hand denies the reality of death and on the other hand leads us to believe that we are in total control. Death won't affect you and you are all powerful. Do you see what our world has done to us? We have been taught to believe that we are God. Immortal and all-powerful. That's what the world tells us, church. That's the message that we get every single day, whether we like it or not. If you put your trust only in earthly matters, then you will be led to believe that you're some sort of God. Immortal and omnipotent and all-powerful, the center of the universe. That's the message that we get day in and day out. And of course, it's a lie. But the problem is that the message is so persistent, it's so relentless, that even the best people will start to believe it. Even the best people will assume that they are some sort of all-powerful, invincible God. Whether they say it or not, so many of us act that way. Maybe not all the time, but a little bit here and a little bit there. And that type of mindset can be so harmful, not just to others who interact with this person that thinks they're God, but so harmful to ourselves and our very soul. After all, the very first commandment that God dreamed up was, you shall have no other gods before me. And yet, our society tells us the exact opposite of that, Day in and day out. You see, church, this is all why we need a day like Ash Wednesday. We need to hear again and again about our mortality. We need to be told by someone that we aren't God. We need to acknowledge our flaws and our imperfections. We need to hear that we are nothing more than temporary, fragile dust. We're all going to die. And whether it's our own death or the death of a loved one, there will come a day when we get snapped out of our delusions. And we realize that no matter how much control we think we have, none of us are God. None of us can control death. And this reality can have two consequences for us. First, it can make us really scared. 
Death becomes this great mystery, this clear and terrifying end point. This is probably part of the reason why we try to ignore it as much as possible. But the other thing that can happen is that when we realize that all of this life will come to an end, it makes you worry about the little things so much less. Jesus told us as such in the gospel reading tonight. In Matthew chapter 6, he says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust consume, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasure in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consumes, and where thieves do not break in and steal. Church, this life is so temporary, and yet we waste so much energy trying to make sure that we accumulate all the right stuff, trying to make sure that we hold on to the things that we care about, trying to make sure that we get everything done our way. But you know what? That type of narrow-minded thinking is just foolish because we're dust, and to dust we shall return. And now I mentioned just a moment ago that hearing that we're going to return to dust can be a scary reality to face. This is probably why we do try to avoid that truth at every turn. No one wants to hear that they're going to die. No one wants to lose a loved one in this earthly walk. But as Christians, we need to remember that we have been told clearly that while we may die, that is not the end. And even though we can't control it, even though the shadow of death has the potential to loom large over each day of our existence, Jesus proclaims to us that we need not live in fear. We believe that because of Jesus' resurrection, we can face death without fear. Yes, tonight you will be told that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. And I hope that that message will humble us all a little bit more. But I hope even more so that you realize the shape that dust takes. You are dust, and to dust you shall return. And it won't just be a smudge on your forehead. It will be a cross. The clear Christian symbol that says, while we may be dust, death is not the end. While we may be dust, death does not get the final word. Because when we are told that we will return to the dust, we don't just put random ashes on our forehead. The cross is our promise. The cross is our symbol. The cross is the source of our hope. Yes, tonight is difficult. Tonight is a hard message to hear, one that you don't get anywhere else in the world. But tonight also carries with it that deep promise. The promise of the resurrection that we are walking towards each day of this Lenten journey. Easter morning is only 40 days away. And so we know that while we may be dust, the promise is always waiting for us in the future. So church tonight, the invitation is simple. Put aside all your delusions. I know that's not that simple. But we all need to recognize this message. Stop trying to be God. Stop trying to get everything your way. Stop trying to control it all. And instead, let's simply rest in the promises of God. Rest and know that while this life may be temporary, the promises of God 
are eternal. Amen.